welcome to the Becoming Witchy podcast. I'm your host, Kelly of Bramble and Brimstone. Join me as we discuss practical witchcraft, share witchy tips, aha moments, tools, and resources that have helped us on our way, and as we discuss how magic shows up in our everyday. This podcast is here to encourage and support you on your own witchy way. Welcome to episode 14 of the Becoming Witchy podcast. Thank you so much for listening and being here today. I'm your host, Kelly, and I'm here with Ansel, the amazing podcasting cat who's helping me out. There's a dog barking in the background, of course, because I've hit the record button. So why wouldn't there be a dog barking in the background? Today, we're going to talk about a trip that we took to Asheville last week and all the magic of the mountains that we encountered there. And our main topic for today is going to be the magic of the days of the week and how to draw from traditional associations of each day of the week and how you can work with that magic to find an escape from the mundane. But before we get into that, let's check in on our seasonal corner. It is mid-April, and we are having the nicest weather right now. This week so far has been beautiful, sunny, and warm, just so springy. Spring ephemerals are popping up everywhere, forget-me-nots and bleeding hearts, which are two of my favorite flowers. So I'm so excited about that. We're starting to harden off some of our seedlings so that they'll be ready to plant outdoors in a few weeks after our last frost date. And one thing that I forgot about spring, crazily, is birds. (laughs) Birds are waking me up every morning now, chirping and singing away. The cats are loving it. I'm loving it. I don't know if anyone is playing Springo, which we talked about on the, I think, the Vernal Equinox episode. On my Springo board, I still have not seen the Spring Sunbather. I don't know if anyone else has seen the Spring Sunbather yet, but I feel like it's long overdue. I think I usually see the Spring Sunbather in around the end of March on like one of those crazy out of the season, like warm weather days, but I just haven't seen them yet. So if anyone has seen the Spring Sunbather, let me know. Another very exciting thing is that I inherited a cauldron, a giant steel cauldron. My parents just moved and they didn't want it anymore. So it's been given to me. My dad said that he remembers my great-grandparents using it on their farm to water their cows. And as a kid, I remember this cauldron. It's a huge cauldron. And it was in my grandparents' yard and it sat under this giant pine tree. And my cousins and my sisters and I would pretend to be cooking things in it. And we would make potions and magic in it, you know, throw whatever ingredients we found on whatever kid adventure we were on. And when my grandparents died, my mom started using it as a planter and she planted flowers in it. And now that we have it, we're going to use it to plant flowers and herbs in it too. It's very exciting I, as a witch, I can't tell you how just exciting it is to have this family cauldron that I'm going to use for magic making. 
I can't wait to plant it up with magical things and I'm gonna I'm planning to do the uh, planting intentions spell that was in last week's episode so I'm excited to be doing that too and just giving all of this magic into it and waiting for it to grow. Spring is definitely coming into itself and I'm excited for Beltane, which is May 1st in a couple of weeks. And it's just great to be spending more time outdoors, out in the garden, hiking, and just being in nature and seeing the trees bloom and leaf and everything turning back to green and to life. So we traveled to Asheville, North Carolina last week to celebrate Josh's birthday, and it was our first time visiting, and we just loved it. We both have always loved the mountains, and Asheville is in the Appalachian Mountain Range and has beautiful, beautiful mountains. Mountains are so magical. It's impossible to be near them and just not feel awe, not feel this deep-rooted magic that they hold. And while we were there, we mostly did hiking in the Blue Ridge Mountains. We did an easier flat trail in the Arboretum that was beautiful, and we did a little more difficult climb uh, the next day that led to this overlook called, I think the trail was called the Looking Glass Rock Trail. It was a little challenging for our first mountain hike of the year, but It was so worth it. We collected a few magical ingredients along the way. We saw so many magical things and just really enjoyed being in nature. And there were waterfalls near it. So after the big hike, we just went and drove to the waterfalls. They were just sort of right off of a uh, road and we could visit them really easily. And that was a nice sort of reward in cooling water contact for directly after sort of challenging hike. We didn't have a lot of time to shop around or explore the town too much, but we did go to a shop called Mountain Magic or Mountain Magic Studio. It was a magical shop. It had tons of stuff, jewelry, things for your altar, spell oils, altar cloths, tarot and oracle decks, all types of magical supplies. And Lots of beautiful handmade ceramics. Just every quality magical supply you could want. And in addition to the shop, they also had a lot of community space. They had this room that was, it was a super atmospheric tarot reading room with these really nice tall chairs for when they have tarot readers in. They had a room for tassomancy or tea leaf reading which I thought was just so cool. I've actually never seen that before in a shop. And it was it's just really great to have something like that where you can just go and read your own tea leaves. And the rooms were all decorated and very beautiful. They had handmade brooms for sale, little whisk brooms and larger, like full-size besoms. And they also host events and workshops on different magical topics. And They were so nice to us and so welcoming. It was just a great little magical shop in the mountains. And I highly recommend visiting them. It's called, again, Mountain Magic Studio. I'll link it in the show notes. If you visit visit Asheville or 
I know we have some North Carolina listeners, so visit the shop. It's amazing. It's always great to support your local magic shop. On to our main topic of the week, we are talking about the magic and the magical associations of each day of the week. I love that each day of the week has magical associations. Obviously, you guys know that I love bringing magic into the mundane, magic into the practical, magic into the everyday. So I first got really into understanding and working with days of the week magic during the pandemic. I first started by using color magic, so associations of different colors with each day. And I just started dressing in each day's color. And this was something I started doing to bring more magic into my life. I was really struggling at the time during the pandemic. It was a hard time for me, as it was for most people. I am a type 1 diabetic. I have been since I was a kid. And I have a number of autoimmune disorders in addition to that. And I had to work in person during the pandemic. And I was just so exhausted and scared all the time. And the magic of each day was something that I got into and that I looked into when I just felt like I didn't even have the brain power to pick out what clothes I was going to wear in the morning. So I started by just looking into the magical color associations of each day. And I started wearing that color, the color of the day, each day. And it gave me something happy and magical to focus on and to put my energy into. And after a week or two of wearing the magical color of the day, I started to feel better. I st- it lifted my spirits. And I just started looking into more of the magical associations of each day to almost force myself to be more aware of what was good in each day, right? And to be more aware of what was going on and what was magical and what I was grateful for in each day. And this forced me to look into how I could incorporate this magic into my normal daily routines. So when it was during the pandemic, I even started making masks, you know, back when we were wearing all the cloth masks, I used fabric that I had to sew masks to make sure that I had the right color association to wear for each day of the week. And my wardrobe, I'll admit, is a lot of black in true witch form. So a lot of times it's just wearing earrings or an enamel pin or a necklace or even just a perfume that goes with the association of the day. So any given day still, I'm almost always adorned with something that is associated to the magic of whatever day it is. So I just think that magical associations of each day are such an easy way to incorporate magic into your daily routine to give yourself a magical boost. You can also base spell work on the associations of the day to give an extra boost to your spells. Daily magic is just another tool in your magical tool belt. So let's go day by day. My week, I like to start on Monday. So that's where we're going to start. Monday is ruled by the moon. 
the moon rules the astrological sign of cancer. Monday is associated with the subconscious and dreams. It's tied to emotions, divination, journaling, tuning into the universal flow. Plants that are ruled by the moon are jasmine and any night-blooming flower, mugwort, clary sage, water lily, wild rose, and some of the mint family. The tarot cards associated with Monday are the moon, the high priestess, so all about mystery and intuition and something hidden. The colors I like for Monday, and you can find a lot of different and often conflicting and contradicting sources for colors of the week, but the ones that I'm going to share with you, the ones that I've settled on for each day of the week. So the colors that I've settled on for Monday are silver, gray, white, black, and cream. So with all of these associations, you might find, you know, if you're a cancer astrological sign that you really like Mondays or you really feel like a tie to them, or maybe you're an Aries and you really hate Mondays or find like a lot of contradiction there. So to play into the magic of the day, I've mentioned my perfume rollers before that I make. I have a clear quartz perfume roller that I mix with vanilla and mint. And for me, I really like to use those scents with Monday. And the clear quartz falls into the color category, so I feel like it's a good crystal fit for the day. You know, there are so many different ways that you can tie in the associations to things that you have that you can bring into the day. A lot of the herbs that I'm going to talk about on each day, you can find those in different perfumes, or you can make a perfume yourself that you wear for that day. And I really like to do that. That's one of my favorite things to do, to tie into the day and sort of feel more connected to it. Like for Mondays, I also have a perfume that I make with jasmine. It's very jasmine heavy, so I wear that one on Mondays a lot too. And sometimes, depending on the moon phase, like if it's a dark moon, I'll wear more black or all black on that day. But I try to usually meet just one of the associations. Sometimes it'll just be in my spell work where after the day's over, I'll think about the tarot cards or have a meditation with the moon tarot card or the high priestess tarot card and sort of think about that but and use that to draw and infuse your day with magic. So Tuesdays are ruled by Mars, planet and god of war. So some conflict there maybe, right? Mars rules the signs of Aries and Scorpio. Tuesdays are associated with energy, passion, courage, drive, and also some aggressive energy and assertiveness and occasionally conflict. Plants ruled by Mars are honeysuckle, benzoin, juniper, peppers, daffodil. The tarot card associated with Tuesdays is the emperor. Mars is strength and stability and that sort of daddy energy of the emperor, but it can also be harsh and cruel. The colors for Tuesday are red, orange, black, and gray. For me, for Tuesdays, because it's sort of this day that can be associated with some conflict or some maybe misinterpretations, 
I try to avoid having meetings at work on Tuesdays. If anyone gives me like an option for meetings, like, oh, Tuesday's good for me, but you know, Wednesday also works. I will always choose Wednesday over Tuesday for a meeting just because Tuesday might not be the best day to have a meeting with people. You know, that's another way that you can use the magic of the day is sort of plan what you're going to do that day, have an awareness of what might be good and what might be bad and how it might affect you, you know, try to really go with the flow of the day because it taking the path of the least resistance is how I think of it. Uh, going in with the magic of the day will just sort of help you be more successful, right? Rather than being in contradiction to whatever the magic of that day is. If you go with the magic, you'll be going with the flow and you'll be more likely to be more successful. All right, Wednesdays, ruled by Mercury, Roman god of communication and messages. Mercury rules the signs of Virgo and Gemini. Wednesdays are associated with communication, self-expression, ideas, opening lines of communication, and opening lines of understanding. So, like I said, Tuesdays might not be good for meetings. Wednesdays, I think, are a great day for meetings. Wednesdays are when all of my regular meetings occur. I think it's really good for communication and for understanding and any type of expression of ideas or sharing of ideas and uh, generating new things. The tarot associated with Wednesday, the tarot card is the magician. So using all of your talents to manifest a goal or direction. I also think a lot about the pages in the minor arcana as associated with Mercury, right? The pages are all carrying this message. Plants associated with Wednesdays and with Mercury are bay, caraway, cassia or cinnamon, cedar, dill, and lavender. The colors that I've settled on for Wednesday are blue and green, colors of calm and that are generally well-liked. Thursdays are ruled by Jupiter, the planet that rules Sagittarius Thursdays are associated with power and abundance, growth, expansive energy, karma, and road opening. The tarot of Thursday is the Wheel of Fortune or the Chariot. So it's all about bringing good karma, generating cycles, and encouraging you to take the reins and to move forward with a purpose. The plants associated with Jupiter and with Thursdays are milkweed, sumac, magnolia, maple, moss, and myrrh. Also hyssop, cardamom, currants, betony, and henna. The colors that I've chosen for Thursday are yellow and purple. And I usually do not wear yellow and purple together. I usually wear like one or the other. But I do really feel like these two colors sort of embody this karmic, good fortune, expansive, road-opening energy of Thursdays. And again, like I've said, you can, you can find different colors uh, for the days of the week. 
And you know, there's no shortage of advice on different colors for each day of the week. And you sort of have to use some discernment to figure out what's right for you. And so yellow and purple are my Thursday colors. Friday is ruled by Venus, goddess of love. Venus rules the signs of Taurus. Friday is associated with love in all its forms sensuality, creativity, crafting. The tarot of Friday is the Empress card and also the lovers. So it's a lush, fertile, expansive energy and has this romance and creative duality to it. The plants associated with Friday are apple blossom, bergamot, birch, any berry, cocoa, daisy, feverfew, gardenia, lemon balm, primrose, rose, tansy, verbena, violet, yarrow, and hibiscus, right? Lots of florally rich scents. The colors of Friday are pink and also any bright and vibrant color. Saturday, is ruled by Saturn. Saturn rules the signs of Capricorn and Aquarius. Saturday is associated with wisdom, knowledge, overcoming obstacles, learning lessons. It can be challenging and full of conflict, but is also good for accomplishing long-term projects and learning. The tarot of Saturday is the world and also the Hierophant. And I also associate it with the number seven in the Minor Arcana decks. So sort of a conflict challenge that you have to overcome. So full of learning and completion of cycles. Think surviving your Saturn return, using your talents and gifts that you have to overcome an obstacle. Plants associated with Saturday are belladonna, bluebell, hellebore, holly, hyacinth, ivy, laurel, pansies, poppy, Solomon's seal, and witch hazel. The colors that I associate with Saturday are brown, earthy colors, and black. Sunday, ruled by the sun which rules the sign of Leo. Sundays are associated with illumination, with fun, with active energy, with success, free will, and manifestation. The tarot cards of Sunday are the sun, this feeling of loving, positive energy and positive vibes. The plants associated with Sunday are rosemary, Sunflower, peony, marigold, and calendula, frankincense, chamomile, and almond. The colors of Sunday are yellow, gold, and really anything that is sparkling and dazzling. So that brings us to the end of the week. In summary, just a few things you can do to tune into the daily magic. You can make perfume with essential oils from the plants of the day, or you could make a tea or a baked good or a meal with those plants. 
You could create a mantra based on the energy like, today is Thursday and I'm open to new ideas and ways of thinking. And then you can plan your activities around the theme, like have a brainstorm session, read a new book, or listen to a podcast. Or maybe you want to ask for like a raise at work. So you plan to do that on a Tuesday so that you can use some of that assertive, confident energy of Mars. You can adorn yourself with the colors of the day using jewelry, nail polish, eyeshadow, lipstick, clothing, uh, even temporary hair dye. Or, you know, maybe you take it even further and you dress up like a character in the tarot card of the day. But just get creative with it. Have fun with it. I know that it will bring more magic into your daily routines and make even the days you don't like just a little more magical. And you might find that it helps you reframe those days that you don't like and you may even start to like them or look forward to them. Welcome to the episode draw segment of the podcast. We are drawing from the Wild Unknown Pocket Animal Spirit deck by Kim Kranz. So I'm going to shuffle and draw a card. And this one has a special guidebook. So I will be uh, taking a small pause to look up the card in the guidebook. All right. We got the vulture, and this card is, the colors are mostly black and a burgundy reddish color, and the vulture is a black and white line drawn with just sort of this extra black and sort of burgundy color. So we will look up in the guidebook what the vulture is. Vulture, represented by air. Guardian and purifier, essential for rebalance. The vulture is perhaps the most misunderstood creature of all. This intriguing bird balances our ecosystems and prevents the spread of disease. It does the dirty work that no one else wants to do and cleans up our messes. The vulture appears when there's a situation that needs to be purified or brought back into balance. Remember, the vulture is greatly undervalued. What you thought was a mistake or tragedy is a blessing in disguise. When in balance, clarifies, reveals wisdom. When out of balance, dramatic, aggressive. To bring into balance, clean your space, sage. Ooh. So that's fun. Obviously, everyone knows that my year this year is about balance and themes of balance. So I love this vulture card as a check-in for rebalancing. It's what can we clean up? What can we clear out? What can we redefine to bring more balance into our life? Let this vulture remind us of that. So May you assess what needs to be rebalanced in these next two weeks. I hope you have a great two weeks, and I will talk to you next time on the Becoming Witchy podcast. Thanks for listening.
Do you have questions on your Becoming Witchy journey or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the podcast? Send us an email at podcast at bramblebrimstone.com. If you're interested in our newsletter, head over to our show notes where you can find the Bramble and Brimstone Instagram where you can sign up. We would love for you to join our coven community. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, please rate and review us. It helps others find the podcast and we so appreciate your support. The information provided in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant as a substitute for medical advice.